I'm Jim Salverson, and this is Sound Business from VoiceWorks, a podcast all about sound, audio, podcasts, voice tech, and the people behind it. This podcast is the second that we recorded at the Podcast Show 2022 in Islington a few weeks back. If you want to hear the first podcast from that event and celebration of podcasting, all about what makes great sports audio, then you can check out the last show in this feed. Go back and you can listen to that discussion there. But on this episode, it is all about advertising and what the future holds within the podcasting space. With podcast consumption on the rise and new innovations in podcast advertising, marketeers who are ahead of the game are seeing podcasts as an essential part of their media buys. Similarly, podcasting has enabled publishers to unlock new audiences and new sources of revenue. This session on today's podcast was hosted by Spotify and focuses on how they are trying to change the game when it comes to podcast advertising and some of the innovations that they have in place now and may have in the future. On this show, we're going to hear from two of Spotify's key partners, each with a very different experience of how this works on a day-to-day basis. First, an advertiser in Reese Davies, who is the media lead at BT. He's responsible for the advertising strategy, which includes podcast buying and also includes Spotify's new CTA cards, of which they are one of the early adopters. Secondly, we have a publisher in VoiceWorks' very own Andrea Day, who is head of ops at VoiceWorks and VoiceWorks Sport and responsible for the delivery of commercial activity across the sports social podcast network. The session itself is hosted by Sally Keane, Head of Enterprise Sales at Spotify in Northern Europe. She'll be asking the questions. So I'll hand over to Sally and get the conversation started. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, Welcome, welcome. Do you want to just introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, Yes, uh, I'm Rhys. I look after media at BT. I'm Andrea Day, (laughs) and I'm the Head of Operations at VoiceWorks, and we run the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cool. Okay, so let's start with an easy one, as we're at the podcast show. Um, Can you tell tell, tell me about some of your favourite podcasts you're listening to at the moment? Uh, You had it up on the screen a while ago, but I'm on the last episode of Batman and Buried. And it is, the voice acting is absolutely exceptional. If you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend it because I think it just to show you like how far you can push the medium is really, really interesting. Cool. I, I'm kind of the uh, person that, that likes to listen to podcasts to learn new stuff all the time rather than necessarily for uh, f- engaging with a story. I like to learn new things. So I, I listen a lot to uh, things like um, Podland, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? We're sat in this room. Uh, things like the Radio Today podcast, Alexa and Friends. That's a really interesting one for, from Amazon. It's not particularly well produced, but the content of it is is, is brilliant. So it, it draws me back every time. Um, it would I would never be forgiven if I didn't mention our own podcast, the VoiceWorks Sound Business podcast as well. But one that always kind of brings me back time and time again that I will listen to um, every 12 months or so is 13 Minutes to the Moon from BBC World Service. I just think that it's just just brilliant. Cool. Um, so as our sonic science research shows, listeners are more engaged and attentive when listening to digital audio, specifically podcasts, compared to other forms of media. Why do you think this is? I think a lot of it comes back to when you sort of showed the, that video with everybody in the bubble. It, it really is that sort of you have chosen to literally take that one piece of content usually from somebody who you particularly enjoy listening to i mean as we just said you can sort of reel off any number of things that you particularly come back to every time because it's something that really speaks to you and i think it's that sort of 
deliberate decision to go and listen to something that you're really, really engaged in. And often because you are uh, doing something which involves headphones, you're sort of blanking out the world around you. It's not, well, you might be doing something else alongside it. It's quite an active consumption, I think, rather than a very passive one. The likes of listening to the radio in the car, for example, I think they're two quite different things. So I think that's, for me, probably the key thing that differentiates it. I, I think that, that our, we, as humans, we are fascinating and wonderful beings in that we can do multiple things at the same time but I kind of feel that our brains can do one thing and our physical bodies can do another and if we don't kind of entertain both of them at the same time then there's something lacking so if we are walking the dog or doing the washing up all those usual kind of things that we roll out um, that the brain is still after something interesting and if you give it something to listen to that you don't need to engage with with your eyes then then you are f- your your brain is fully engaged in the audio and there's no other medium that that gives you that if you're watching the tv you will quite often second screen because you're looking at something else or you can hear someone else talking in another room so you're not completely immersed in that but with a po- with podcasting and with us mainly listening on headphones it's a social interaction with the people who are hosting that podcast and so so you're getting that social element. You're getting that that alone time with that podcast, which is an immersion which you just don't get from anywhere else. Yeah, Reese, can you talk us through your podcast strategy today? How does podcast advertising fit into your overall strategy? So I think from the way that we look at podcasts is very much in the way that it's assessed as sort of alongside everything else that we can do from media planning perspective and buying perspective. But I think the key thing that we always come back to is how we're we grabbing the attention of the audience that we're trying to get in front of. And I think attention is really the key thing. There's huge amounts of varying ways that you can buy kind of reach and frequency against varying audiences, but really how engaged are they in that moment and how are you keeping and holding their attention while you're trying to get across a message is, is really the, the key factor. And I think particularly for a brand like ours, I mean, I would ask if nobody in this room thinks that broadband is particularly sexy. It's not an exciting product, is it? <laughs> well. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> if I can admit that, I think we can all admit that. But I think that's, that's kind of particularly with an industry like that is if, if you haven't got something that's fundamentally engaging on a product level, you've got to find the right avenues to get in front of people to really sort of make sure that what you're telling them is, is as compelling as possible. And I think that's where podcasts really are able to, to sort of do that. You, you're in a moment where you are really engaged in the content that you're listening to, but also particularly if you can engage with um, the likes of getting hosts involved in uh, reading out some of something that otherwise can be quite dry and actually making it come to life for the listener. I think that's also where we've seen real success in the last couple of years of really trying to dial that up as much as we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing that sits alongside that is as the sort of fragmentation of media just increases and increases, you've got to be willing to sort of take a bit of a punt I think and look at it holistically on a, on a kind of case-by-case basis you could argue yourself into a corner and back out of certain channels because you know you're not totally certain of how incremental is that is the reach of this one area but actually if you think of how people are just consuming masses of different types of media at all times I think you've just got to be willing to say you know you've got to just be in and amongst uh, as many different areas as possible to try and reach people as often and as compellingly as you can Great, thank you. Andrea, you have an extensive background in audio, starting with radio. Can you speak to how you've seen podcasting evolve within the audio landscape? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that slide that you had before, Sally, just showing the timeline, Mm. you know, that 2004 podcasting arrived and then kind of nothing happened for a long time. And then there's been this huge trajectory over the past kind of 10 years or so um, that has, has, has really changed the the podcasting landscape quite a lot. So 
the the thing which podcasting and audio does is that it is super agile mm. super super agile you know i've 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 worked in telly i went to the dark side for a very short period of time <laughs> didn't like it came back um because um it's glacial the pace that they can do anything the cost to make anything visual um to put it on a screen the the, the time it takes just means that it takes forever to anything you know we we're, with our sports podcast network we have got sporting events which are happening and then an hour later we've got a half an hour podcast live on our network because our podcasters have have jumped on riverside or whatever to 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 create something and got it out super super quickly it's so agile and so quick that that is the 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 power of a podcast uh, particularly when it's coming to to sports and the the kind of ubiquity of the internet if we didn't have that if we didn't have the internet in our pockets, as, as we all do now, you know, everyone has got a phone with 4G at least in, the, in their back pocket here today. If we didn't have that, then we would be stuck with traditional broadcasting mechanisms that are finite. It's a finite resource, the amount of bandwidth and spectrum that a radio station is able to actually broadcast on. And it's heavily regulated as well. Uh, so the, the, the internet has given us this great breadth of bandwidth mm. to be able to um content creators to, to be creative they can take risks to create things which have which have never happened before because they've never been able to put them onto a commercial radio station or put them onto a bbc station podcasting kind of started off as a listen again medium of, of just a way of going back and listening to traditional radio and and i i think kind of over the past 10 years the, the, the child of radio has grown up mm. and it is now its own entity by itself. Mm. Our, our sales teams at, at Communicorg will go out and sell podcasts and radio stations next door to each other. Mm. Um, and, and there's no issue with that. That the brands see podcasts um, and the podcast audience be, being engaged with in a different way. So we, we might run different copy between a radio station and a, and a, and a podcast because it is different audiences that they're, that they're engaging with. And if you think about the, how long it's taken radio to allow kind of product placement and brand messaging mm. inside the content, mm. and the same with TV as well, to have those brands on screen mm. as part of a part of content that that's that's heavily regulated and with podcasters we've been doing that for for years <laughs> yeah. you know that that's what we do we engage with a brand we talk about it with that lived experience uh, and kind of tv and radio is kind of feels like it's just cottoning onto that mm. so it, it's really interesting how both sides can 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 learn from each other but um I think that we're always going to get more information from podcast listening. You know, the data that we get from podcasts is so much different to, to what you get in radio. You know, you get your, your radar figures, which someone filling in a diary and it's changed a little bit post-pandemic, but it's not far off. People filling in a diary, scale it up to the size of the population and there's your audience. Well, if I go onto the megaphone platform, I can see an individual listener, where they are and what time they listened and what they downloaded. And that is so, so powerful when you're trying to engage with brands that you just don't have in traditional media. Yeah. So um, building off what Andrea has said, Reese, what does podcasting offer traditional, that traditional media does not? I think it's exactly that. It's that ability to, as a brand, engage with uh, the creators and an audience in a way that you just can't really do in many other places. I think one of the things that um, really stands out to me is, is that ability to 
engage with the audience because they can a, a podcaster can talk about exactly what they've experienced, but also that from a brand's perspective, you can bring something to the table that's really meaningful for that creator. You're, you're helping power and fund what they are trying to create. And I think from an audience's perspective, that's something that, you know, that, that is something that you can, you can uh, appreciate and experience on the other end of that is that you've got a brand there with a engage that has chosen to engage with that content um, and that creator is benefiting from it directly in a way that in a lot of other media you're, you're, you're kind of not able to. I think if we, if you look at it, there's a lot of instances where the payment of me, the, the payment of advertising helps fund media, but it's not as direct as that sort of on a more one-to-one basis as, as podcasting is with the exception of, you know, a handful of other placements like maybe YouTube creators. Mm. There's not many instances where you as, as the, even as the audience side of things can recognize that, yes, this brand is actually, you know, benefiting directly the content that I'm enjoying that I'm listening to. And I think particularly when you can drill down into slightly more diverse areas, I mean, sort of what you were having on the screen earlier, we'd like, clearly there's, people who sort of saying that podcasting is helping them understand different points mm. of view with the, the variety of content that you can access through it and the ability to really sort of tap into more niche audiences again coming back to that production point right is that because it's easier and cheaper and more cost effective to create that sort of level of slightly niche content you can really get in and make that feel meaningful in a way that i don't think you can do with your advertising cash in many other places yeah great thank you um Andrea, VoiceWorks works with all sorts of customers to help develop audio strategy. On your site, you say that audio strategy future-proofs your brand and connects you to new digital audiences. Can you speak more to that? Yeah, so VoiceWorks are a uh, sports audio, um, we're we're sports audio experts, uh, and we, we enable brands to be able to get a deeper connection with sports fans and also kind of creating a a wider uh, new audience for them so we work with rights holders and brands um, and sponsors to develop the kind of audio strategies that that encompass all audio products so yes podcast is part of that but we also do short form audio we also do smart speaker skills uh, voice tech that kind of stuff as well Uh, and then our amazing production team in, in manchester just go and work their magic which is just fabulous so we get to work with some of the biggest sport brands which is which is brilliant there's uh, people like uh, Paralympics Gene B and Euroleague and there's there's quite a few in the pipeline which is going to be super exciting over the next 12 months or so but these these um, rights holders and brands need to look at audio to kind of future proof themselves you know the people of my generation I I, I am old now um, I pick up my phone <laughs> and you know I've got amazing thumbs I can type really quickly but you know I I get um, I get get someone who's Gen Z and they're not typing anymore they're speaking mm. they're, they're 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 going into whatsapp and they're they're recording voice notes to each other mm. they're they're asking their smart speaker what um you know answers to anything that you can think of you know we pick up the phone and google something they speak and mm. expect a coherent answer mm. and and brands and, and and rights holders need to make sure that they own that space mm. They, they didn't really own the video space for quite some time, particularly in the sports area. We found that fans were making video blogs and, and doing live YouTubes and, 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 and building up a massive fan base for a particular football club. And then the, the football club are like, good, 
God, they, they've gone and done it. Oh, what what do we do then? Yeah. And and we're, we're at that point now, we're at that tipping point where we need to make sure that that doesn't happen again with audio. Yep. So in terms of those kind of stri- steps to that strategy, it's how much effort do you put into your, to your uh, logo, the colors of it, the font that you use? Um, how much effort do you put into your website and the way that it looks and the copy that you have in there? Well, that's exactly the same amount of effort that you should be putting in to, to voice first platforms because mm-hmm. people are going to their kettles and asking the kettle, you know, uh, who was who the last footballer that scored a goal at Man United? And if, if, if Man United haven't got any audio out there, what are you going to get mm-hmm. somebody else's answer? So they yeah. need to go in and own that space. And that's what we do. Reese, along those lines, what advice would you give to brands considering moving to moving to podcast advertising? Uh, I think you haven't already done it. You're probably on the back foot, frankly. I think the you can sort of see what, if one in four people are spending as much time as that every week. Mm-hmm. I think there's just no question that there's an opportunity there, and any brand should be kind of really getting part of it. I think the other thing that really uh, does bring some benefit to podcast advertising and particularly on the likes of Spotify is you are not the the advertising restriction is lifted that you would be able that you can't get otherwise from people who are on like premium subscriptions for example so it's a great way to um, get your message out in front of people who are traditionally perhaps more over the top subscribers so you know uh, lots of sort of subscription VOD uh, users for example who don't otherwise see a lot of advertising particularly what we see certainly is um, a lot of those audiences biased towards very short form media otherwise so yes okay you can reach them maybe on social media and places like outdoor but inherently you're talking like you've got what two four seconds perhaps to get your message across and that's massively difficult so when you've got an opportunity like that to see you know you might be able to reach one in four people and they're spending 60 minutes with a piece of content there's no question that you that is a great opportunity for you to get in front of people that might be otherwise hard to reach mm-hmm. and particularly hard to reach with something that is engaging that you've got the time to to tell them the types of messaging that you want to tell them so yeah i think if, if brands aren't already doing it you should already be doing it yeah so as i as i mentioned again for you reese as i mentioned uh, today we announced the launch of cta cards with no video but it was still cool um, <laughs> and our interactive podcast ads um only available on spotify in the uk canada and australia as one of our launch partners thank you in the uk what attracted you to this format I think we're just keen to try anything that comes new to build on something that we're already finding is successful. If there's an opportunity to bring something that is slightly new, slightly in, something that something that users don't traditionally see, this is something they're going to see for the first time. That first mover advantage that we see is always generally pretty good because people will tend to have a go and engage with it if it's something that they haven't seen before. So we see that as an opportunity that we can kind of get a bit of a jump on the game and and do something differently. But also I think we're just keen that anytime there is a new opportunity to do something that looks like it builds on something that we're already doing, Mm. we should be there and we should be taking that opportunity, which is is exactly what this is. Mm. Um, And also just again, coming back to that point earlier that we're not it's not a massively exciting advertiser and product that we're talking about here that little bit of extra familiarity that you might get with a small you know piece of copy or a uh, slight piece of branding that can just reinforce that slightly further is is music to my ears every time great thank you um andrea you've been doing some interesting work with the sports social podcast network can you talk to us about that and how you're partnering with megaphone yeah so the sports social park and it's pop- Sports Social Podcast Network is a global podcast network. Uh, we specialise in sports, as the, na- the, the name suggests, and we're the we're the biggest audience sports audience in Europe, and and we have um, great ambitions to to be the biggest sport audience in the world. Um, 
we're, 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 we're going for it because that's exactly the kind of people that we are. So um, kind of our community involved, um, includes kind of big name podcasters like we've got the Joe Marler Show, uh, we've got Sloping Pitch, we've got Wisdom, we've got The Analyst, uh, loads of really top name uh, sports podcasters. But we also um, want to build a community of the, the podcasters that don't always get the headlines, mm-hmm. those those fan casts, those people that love the content that they're creating, that love the teams and the sports that they're talking about, because they are so super passionate and they have super passionate listeners as well. And they're great to engage with. So what we do is that we enable those podcasters, both big and small, to, to grow mm-hmm. and we give them lots of support. We give them consultancy, uh, we give them monetization, we give them hosting, um, and we the, the biggest thing for us is making sure that the podcasters get the, 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 the value for money which their content deserves. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to us. And the podcast space, as I kind of mentioned before, has got this huge bandwidth which allows us to have this long tail of podcast titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've kind of seen what the benefits of the long tail have, you know, the likes of Amazon, their, their warehouses are stocked with thousands upon thousands of products. Uh, and and we, we kind of see that we, we want to have that range of sports we are growing all the time and and we we want those smaller podcasts and those medium-sized podcasts and those growing podcasts as part of our team Mm -hmm. and we aggregate that audience and it is a is a sport focused audience which is super passionate and when you've got a targeted audience that is super passionate and is podcasting then you you really have got something which is which is really powerful which allows us to go and sell that audience at a higher cpm rate Mm. than 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 what we would get elsewhere just as a standard programmatic sell so we use programmatic we we've got megaphone which which gives us the the spotify audience network Mm -hmm. we've got direct sales on there as well we've got agency sales we've got uh programmatic networks and we're piecing together all the different ways that we can monetize the network. You know, we, we are podcasters ourselves. We have the football social po- uh, uh, the uh, football <laughs> social daily podcast, and that that's kind of where we started. We wanted to monetize that, and we wanted to build this the, this audience. And we we couldn't do it, so we built it ourselves. Mm. Um, and now we've got all these different kind of levers and cogs that we can turn which match the the audience of each individual podcaster we can monetize the big guns and we can monetize the small ones as well and they're getting higher cpm rates because they're part of this collective the audience of the collective is worth more than 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 the individual so for for listeners we are giving them the content that they want Um, for brands we are giving them the audience and the engagement that they want and with the podcasters we are giving them the monetization that we want so a three-way match win 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 you know what 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 better thing is there than everyone coming out a winner yeah awesome thank you um reese you've been an early adopter of the spotify audience network on the advertiser side can you talk to us a little bit about your success and your learnings yeah, again, I, I think it's the ability to sort of get in front. Like you said, the the issue that we'd had probably until then was really about scale. Mm. The the great opportunity there is to be able to know that we can really ramp that up and make something meaningful out of uh, in in terms of being able to just reach more people in a way that we probably wouldn't really have been able to in a manageable way before. It would have been quite labor intensive to try and sort of figure out title by title how to build that out. So actually being able to bucket that up into more meaningful and more comparable 
um, types of audience data than we would find in other platforms can really help um, with something like that. So I think it, it brings it more into the space of rather than being, uh, it sort of brings it into more of an overlap in my mind to, to your sort of digital audio space as, as something that is complementary to that rather than completely separate. Mm-hmm. And it means that we can sort of treat the two things as a bit more interchangeable in terms of the, the kind of the level of scale and reach that you can expect to be getting off the back of it. Um, but again, the, the variation is that you're, you're fundamentally talking to people in a very different sort of mindset when they're consuming that content, even if you are thinking about the thinking about it in a comparable way um, in terms of the the types of audience targeting you might be able to do that that audience is still behaving in a very different way which I think is what we've had to try and keep in mind is that your your costs your your outcomes are not necessarily going to be totally comparable between the two yep. for that reason um, but actually I think it's great because it's meant that we can we can really scale up and as I said earlier the, the thing that I think is and to your point as well the being able to support long tail creators I think is a really great great way that we can do that through something like the audience network because you know otherwise we as a brand would be struggling to find ways to go out and find lots of smaller podcasts it's very labor intensive and that that takes that stress away it means that we can make sure that what we're doing is actually benefiting a wider audience as well by doing that yeah great thank you that's really nice by the way that's re- that's really nice <laughs> to, my wife to, has to a know podcast. That, i've got yeah. a vested interest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so what excites you about the audio space and what are you both excited about for the next five years in audio? For, for me, um, I'm super excited about growing our uh, sports social podcast network. We're, we're moving into new territories. We're getting bigger and bigger all the time. Uh, that's kind of a quite a selfish one for me to look at. But um, I think that... Um, I think personalization of content, the, the more data that we, that we uh, collect, uh, the more we are able to segment that, audit, that audience. It would be fantastic for us to be able to, to use the, the demographic uh, data and the, and the audience collation data, which, which Spotify has within Span, to be able to, to target you know, different verticals mm. uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the audience. We're already targeting different sports within, within our uh, podcast network. So we, we have brands that are interested in, in just putting content and adverts into, say, football. And, and we can do that with, with, with Megaphone. That's super easy for us to do. Um, so that kind of personalization and segmentation of the audience, I think, is going to be really interesting uh, over the next few years. And I think that a lot of the AI tech, which is which is out there at the moment, you know, the, there's there's places which are taking your podcast, listening to your podcast, transcribing your podcast, and then looking at what brands fit next to the content that you're talking about. So if you are talking about football kits, then hey, you might have a a football kit sponsor that that come into that podcast and, and deliver an ad in that that space. That's really that that I find that really interesting and exciting because that you're delivering ads which are so relevant to that person that that they they're they're less of you know that they're part of the content mm. and they're they're dynamically dynamically inserted they're not host reds but mm. they're there and they're they're in, in relation to the content so I think that's really interesting and things like the rise of short form as well you know just seeing more shorter and shorter podcasts kind of uh, <laughs> getting out there which is which is which is really interesting too. Mm. I think the point about short form content is really interesting as well, because I, I think that's where a, an opportunity to just sort of scale up the amount of 
opportunity that people can get to listen to your content is is a really powerful one and i think for, for me it's more the in the i think there's a great opportunity that we've been seeing through uh people sort of very personally listening to things on, on through headphones etc but actually that sort of smart speaker and in home space particularly with a brand like ours is, is a really interesting space to be in because you know you're more in an environment where sort of your your behavior might be slightly different to when you're out and about and on the go. And actually what we can do in that space to engage people with, again, more dynamically inserted, more relevant content is a really, is a really great place to, to be able to explore. So I, I'm excited to see where that goes over the next few years. Great. Thank you. And what do you think is still lacking or undeveloped in the podcast space? I kind of see this question as, as almost the, the other side of the same coin, really, in, in the... Um, the 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 data that we have available is super exciting but it also is 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 part of the the challenge in that um how much data can we process how much data is available to us is it just going to be available to the likes of apple and spotify is it going to be available to the individual podcaster at that at that kind of granular level so it's 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 finding that that line of where we've got the right data available in the right formats to do stuff with it that's actually useful. And I think that kind of better discoverability, at the moment we've, we've got this kind of explosion of audio that we keep talking about, um, but again we get a lot of, uh, of the, of the personality-led podcasts, which are all great and brilliant, but, but you've also got a lot of the the smaller audience that catering to the niche mm. how do you find that podcast mm. one of the podcasts i listen to is about barbershop music <laughs> singing you know where cool. else in the world am i going <laughs> to find that well there's there's three podcasts about it so mm. you know i can listen to it yeah. who's going to commercialize that not very many people i'll mm. tell you that now but you know that ha- having that having those podcasts being available and discoverable i think is is really important as well Great. I think actually that similarly is, is that discoverability and we've sort of been using the audience network to try and sort of get through that. But I think actually there's opportunity for um, publishers and platforms to bring together maybe some of their hero content and try and bring those two pieces of pieces of the pie together, really. Mm-hmm. So how can we cross-populate and get the, the sort of headline piece of content, I think, are really helping drive that growth in the overall numbers. You're getting new people through who wouldn't otherwise necessarily have considered listening to a podcast because yeah. it's new to them. But once they're there, how do you not just engage them with that content, but actually show them that there's such a huge breadth out there and try and bring that to life for them so that they can find, actually, there's huge amounts of stuff that is interesting to me here and keep them sort of engaged in, in with other smaller opportunities. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound Business from VoiceWorks and thank you to Spotify for letting us use the audio from the session they hosted at the podcast show to make this podcast. All the information and links you need, as always, are in the description of this podcast, including a way to get in touch with the Sports Social Podcast Network, which Andrew was talking about during the discussion. If you make a great sport podcast and you want to join the Sports Social Podcast Network, you can find all the links you need there. If you are into audio production or podcasting or just sound in general, make sure you have subscribed to Sound Business because we have a load of fascinating guests lined up as well as a load of fascinating guests in the archive covering a whole range of different aspects from the industry. So make sure you get involved, get stuck in and listen to some of the episodes that have already been. And hopefully I'll see you next time for another episode of Sound Business. Sound Business.